0: Welcome back to the BU Find Happy podcast, guys. I was listening to the playback of this episode today with Susie, and there are so many pearls in here. You are going to want to stay for the whole thing. We talk about instant gratification. We talk about how to truly be rich in your life, and I'm not just talking like emotional rich. I'm talking like financial rich. We talk about confidence, 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 all things, uh, boundaries, and how you communicate and the narrative you tell yourself, and there's just so much good stuff in here. And Susie, Oprah contributor, Marie Claire, Forbes, Today Show, she's, guys, she is all. She is everything. Her energy is contagious. You will hear it. And I do have to make a brief little apology because there's a bit of a delay in uh, some of our dialogue, but I just didn't want to lose the authenticity of the energy. So we kept the full edit. So I hope that you can kind of hear past the little delays for all of the lovely pearls. And also, if you have not hit subscribe or like on this podcast, and you want to keep this podcast going, please take a moment, click subscribe, drop us a note, hit the stars, let us know what you think about this. And without further ado, here is Susie Moore, confidence expert.
1: Hi, Michaela. I figured it out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fantastic. Yay. Yay. We connect again. <laughs> I can't believe it. I'm so excited to talk to you today just because like, I've missed you so much oh, since that while. I know. I
1: know. Wasn't that fun?
0: It was really just an epic experience. I really felt like um, everybody that I met and mm-hmm. um, all of the
1: speakers and the food, everything was just phenomenal. <laughs> I agree about the food. <laughs> I absolutely agree. It was, <laughs> it was so good. And I hope we could do it again next year.
0: Oh, yeah. And they even talked about reunions and stuff. I mean, so fantastic. And I feel like everybody there, it was just such a cool community of people.
1: I agree. And I'm so happy with doing this also. I mean, what a cool like, like side effect totally cool
0: side effect. And, um, so for the listeners who are probably like, what are they talking about? Uh, <laughs> Susie and I met <laughs> at the <laughs> Outwild retreat. And, uh, this has just been such like a flow process for me because I had Sonny on the podcast and then ended up attending her her retreat and then met you and now you're on the pot I mean it just feels like life's just flowing like a river isn't that
1: wonderful I think that life is very generous and it's meant to flow easily
0: it's so true it's when we let it yes
1: exactly we're the ones that get in the way
0: we drop big boulders in the middle of our
1: path just for fun (laughs) yeah why not (laughs) it's so funny oh
0: and that that reminds me, you and Keith did the river rafting too. We did.
1: Did you do it?
0: I did. I did, and it was, uh, I mean, exhilarating and exuberant and terrifying. All yeah. I
1: mean, I, I, yeah, I thought it was interesting <laughs> and freezing. Breathing. I'm never going. River- it was so <laughs> cold. Degrees. I know. I know. I, I think I still have like a bit of trauma from the cold water, but it was totally fun, and it's good to do new things, and it really good to push yourself.
0: Totally. So could you take a few just a few minutes and tell the listeners all about you and what you Yes, do? so
1: I'm Susie Moore and I'm a author and a life coaching columnist and one thing that I love to do, an area where I'm really specialising right now, is helping people become just confidently more visible in their life, in their business, and encouraging them to just kind of, you know, take more risks and not to be afraid to be seen. Because I think once you put yourself out there in a loving, you know, authentic way, a lot of good things can come your way.
0: It's so true, but it takes like a lifetime um, of like letdowns and and learnings and um, different experiences, I think, to become confidently who you are. And that is what we're going to talk about today. Yay! It's
1: my favorite topic.
0: (laughs) Yay! So you wrote a book called... it, and it, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but it's a, it's what if it does yes. work out? And you're talking about side hustles. Can you can you tell us a little bit about? The book? Yes,
1: I started my side hustle because I had my corporate job, which I liked. I had a, you know my backgrounds in software and tech, and I knew that I wanted to work for myself. I knew it was gonna you know it'd be very easy not to do it. Right, the things that are very easy to do are also very easy not to do. So I just thought you know how can I how can I make this as easy as possible? So I started you know side hustling. It the weekend you know kind of testing it out seeing how it felt coaching people and I really liked it and once my business you know started to grow I wanted it to I wanted to go big right I didn't want to have like a small dream like side hustle I wanted to go big with it and like eventually make it my full-time business and that's when I started leveraging the media I started you know pitching myself to different publications like Business Insider and Marie Claire and again, not being in my own way about it, just thinking that it was possible and taking the action, I got a lot of the results that I wanted, and a lot of the you know the people who came to me just kind of wanted to know how it was kind of so easy to start a side hustle and how it was so easy to kind of to to leave a job and uh, to you know to, to kind of go all in on yourself. And nothing's easy, right? Or perfect. And there's certainly a lot of um, fear involved with a lot of big life changes. But I guess I wanted to distill a lot of the lessons that I'd learned. So. I could just put in the hands of people who you know, had a dream, um, some very practical steps in, in how, how you can achieve it.
0: I, I love what you said that I just went along thinking it was possible and then taking yes. action. And I think that's a real big component to the confidence piece because a lot of us, I think, struggle with that action component. Like we have a great idea uh, uh-huh. um, or we have a friend who's doing a killer job with an MLM company. Uh-huh. And when it comes to us putting, pu- putting the pen to the paper, it's just terrifying.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um what do you think about
1: that? Well, I think that this is the problem, right? I mean, if I think if we simply refuse to think so much and just have this bias towards action, imperfect action, massively imperfect, accepting that, you know, good enough is good enough and taking a step is always going to be better than not taking a step. You know, it's always, you're always going to, achieve something through you know moving forward and taking action even if you know you make mistakes versus just standing still I think if we could just you know chill out a bit and not expect everything to be perfect not expect everything to be you know easy but just you know move forward anyway and be curious about the process like not only would we kind of relax and enjoy it but I think we'd get a whole lot done but we're just too busy thinking and worrying and thinking that we have to you know get things you know just right and that's just simply not true.
0: Do you think it uh, comes from a, a space of, like, a fear of failure? Like, we overthink it and we overanalyze it because um, we feel like maybe if we do that, then we're going to have all of our ducks in a row and everything will be just right. <laughs> yeah, and,
1: like, when does that ever happen? I don't even know what my ducks are. <laughs> you know? I, I, don't, I don't even know what my ducks are either. <laughs> and, I, you know, and that doesn't stop me. Like, you know, I think that um, it's, yeah, I think, too, that perfectionism is to do with anxiety, it's nothing to do with high standards. We think that it is, and we like to believe that it is. But my standards are high, but I'm not, I don't worry about being perfect ever uh, because I don't think that that's my job.
0: I love I love this idea that you said, and and I'm currently working on a book as well, and it kind of touches on this subject of um this this idea that you know your standards can be high but you don't have to, but you're never going to achieve perfectionism. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that what you said. It's so true. Um, And I think think sometimes what happens when we do spend all that time thinking and worrying and stressing and analyzing and planning Mm -hmm. and not taking a step, when we do finally take a step, we're like, oh, wow, I didn't think of this and I didn't think of that. And then there's all these things to deal with anyway. Oh,
1: it's so true. It's, I mean, nothing comes from thinking. You don't get really any insights. You don't get any clarity. You don't get any information from thinking, right? It just comes from, I mean, the million things that go into running a business, you don't know until you start running it. And then you're like, I'm really glad I didn't know about all of this when I got started. Because <laughs> I probably wouldn't have done it. <laughs> you have to learn as you go. It's just, you know, the way that life is. I mean, anything that work, anything worth doing, you have to you have to learn right it takes some time it takes some practice so
0: so one one of the things I took your PR class awesome um, which was so awesome it was so fun and um, I do have a PR agent so I really was curious about this like be your own PR agent idea I was like well that's really interesting you know and um, I loved what you said about uh, not waiting put it down and submit and so for me where I struggle a lot of times is not so much with those short like 500 word um, Uh submissions, but it's, it's the book, it's the book, you know, it's the 2000 words a day kind of thing. What about people who are taking on side hustles um, that do require kind of a bit of that leg, you know, that work up front, how do you promote or encourage people to set a schedule that, you know, you were working when you started. Yeah. How did you stick with it while running another job?
1: Uh, well it's never going to be like easy and you know you'll never have like you know the perfect calendar where your week is just you know stress free and it's all just you know this kind of you know perfect marriage of things all at once it, you know things don't always go to plan and sometimes pro- your projects take longer than you think and there are delays and sometimes you know, people can let you down and so you never there's a lot that you can't control but i think that if you focus on what you can Control, and if you're just constantly remembering, there's a question that I love to ask myself. I'm like, why is it necessary that I succeed? Like, why why is it Mm. necessary, right? And I ask people this when working on something, you know, like a project or like you know, I mean, really anything, even just launching their own brand. I'm like why is it necessary for this to succeed? And when you kind of get to the bottom of it, it's probably because there's something that you're giving that's very important. And I think if you keep that in mind always, like you always have your why in mind and you focus on what you can control and you have a bit of a sense of humor, I, I, I swear you need one, like in marriage, right? Like You need a sense of humor. Totally. Then I think that, you know it doesn't have to be such a struggle like if I think okay there are all these things that I can control great put them in my calendar I don't even have a to-do list right just put them in your calendar like you know work with the time that you have everyone has the same amount of time in a day right saying you don't have time is just you know, another way of saying that this isn't a priority so if you keep your why in mind then your priorities I think become clearer and then you just do what you can do and then the rest you just have to surrender so <laughs> we are so connected. I swear.
0: This is why we hit it I off know. so well. Literally the podcast, my podcast is coming out tomorrow, awesome. uh which when this airs will be last week, it, literally I say what is your why mm. for doing what you're doing? Because if you're if you're setting a goal that is to lose 20 pounds and it's because, you know, you want your spouse to love you, that's probably not the right, right. why. If you are setting that goal because you are a diabetic and don't want to take the pill anymore, then that's a more, you know, that's a more reasonable Mm -hmm. why. And I I just love that you said that because I totally agree. And I think we, often lose sight of our mm-hmm. why and it and that sometimes our why is driven by people around us and not even ourselves. I
1: know and that's why it's important to like to, to check in with yourself I mean every goal has a reason right there's a reason behind and you know why, why we want anything and everyone's goals are very different like when you really think about it yeah like you may have revenue goals and fitness goals and so forth but yours are very singular you know that they're, they're yours you have this one unique life it's you know it's you that's why you can't even pay too much attention to other people People's opinion you just have to really always be checking in with yourself because you know it feels good and right for you only you can know
0: Oh, uh, it's so true I recently started doing this cleanse Ooh. which I feel amazing I'm day 10, wow, 21 days and actually oh, I know it's it's was it's been so much harder than I thought mm-hmm. it was I could finish. imagine <laughs> um but a lot of the people around me are really not pleased <laughs> with this cleanse <sighs> Because it's totally affecting them as well because I'm not having that morning cup of coffee or exactly, Mm -hmm. yes. Um, and I'm having to really connect with my why and be like, uh, you know what, I'm doing this for myself and I'm looking for support at this time and it's 21 days and y'all need to get on board and get off the train, you know? (laughs) And you
1: know, once you're serious about something, people back off. Like it's interesting, you know, like if you have like, if you are set and you are, you are unwavering, if you're 100%, then people just kind of, Get it like I I I find that when we're wavering you know when we're like kind of you know 90 percent in then you know there's kind of room for this decision fatigue and back and forth and you know other people having an opinion but when you're just resolute it's funny how like the world could just like follow suit with you
0: it's so true and that's true of all things mm-hmm. I think um in everything that we do if we come at it with that space of confidence like nope this is this is what's Uh happening
1: people are like oh they've they've got it figured out Uh okay there's there's something yeah the energy isn't like open for discussion it's just like this is how it is for me right now
0: So Mm -hmm. true. And I put, I, so I put my foot down with my husband and said the same thing. I'm like, Hey, this is what I'm doing. And you know, I'm, I'm looking for your support here. And so what's funny is we went out of town over the weekend and there were a lot of opportunities for me to Mm. cheat. And he even was like, don't do that, oh. you know? And I was like, okay, so that's cool. You, you know, he, he finally got on board with it and was supportive. That's
1: awesome. See, like, and, and it's, I mean, it's 21 days, right? Be ever soon.
0: 21 days. We yeah. Can and you'll celebrate
1: <laughs> it properly. There, you know, I think that we are just such a quick gratification culture now where we don't want to hold out for anything, right? We want instant everything. I mean, I see people, you know, spending 45 minutes, you know, putting together a perfect Instagram post or longer, because that's an instant thing versus the behind the scenes book, right? Which is like hours, nights, drafts, editing, completely thankless work. Right. But, and because we don't want to hold off, like we want the praise now, we want the likes now, we want all the you know, all the stuff now. And there is so much, it is so good for your self-esteem to do what you say you're going to do and to do something that delays your gratification. It is, that is so good for your confidence.
0: It's so true. And, and I think that you, you touch on something so important that when it's harder or takes longer, we, we almost get a bigger Mm
1: -hmm. win. We do.
0: We get a bigger sense of success. Like, what do you think about it,
1: right? Like, just say you have a friend who you're, you know, who you're meant to meet, I don't know, for, like, uh, a run, right? Say you run. If you're meant to meet your friend for a run at, like, 7 a.m., and she flakes, right? Then she flakes again. Then she flakes again. Like, what's your opinion of her, right? It's the same for us. Like, ah, you know, I'll sleep in today. I won't do it. I'll sleep in today. I won't do it. That's how we start to think about ourselves. And when you know that you're, like, flaking all the time, how like, how does that make you feel? You don't feel. Oh, my goodness.
0: That's so insightful. <laughs> I, I've never thought about it like that before. I'm
1: like, oh my God, I'm a flake myself. Affliction. Don't be a yourself. No, you matter. And it's like, imagine that friend who's like always talking about what they're going to do. And you're like, oh, here we go. You know, here's what she's going to do. Right. And then, you know, nothing gets done versus a friend who's like, I'm going to do this, this, this. And like, you know, it's done. And what the book has a published date and, you know, the course is launched or, you know, that speaking gig is booked, which, whatever it may be. Then you're like, wow, this is like, this is someone I want in my life. Wow.
0: Yeah. I love that. I'm going to start really thinking about the narrative that I say to myself when it comes to confidence. Mm, I like that. I think
1: it's worth it. I think it's fun. And showing yeah, up. Like how would you judge somebody who said, you know what, I'm just pushing all this. And look, that's not to say we need to be machines, right? Like I have days in my week where I do nothing and I just watch TV. Like, and that's awesome. But that's kind of planned. And that's why there's joy in it too. Right so
0: I'm one of those people that has like um borderline too many oh I love it I,
1: no I, I no I, I'm with you I'm not an essentialist at all I love the book but it's for, it's not for me <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, it's so true. I used to call them my creative outlets yeah. right and it felt like it felt like oh I just have a lot of creative outlets but um I realized that there's my creative outlets, right? Which is gardening. Mm-hmm. I like gardening. So I'm in the garden or hiking. That's a creative mm-hmm. outlet for me. Um, and then there's my straight side hustles. I'm starting to realize there's side mm-hmm. hustles like writing books and being a therapist and, and having a podcast and all those mm-hmm. kinds of things. How do people get in trouble with side hustles? Maybe spreading themselves. Cheaper. Yeah. I
1: think you have to kind of know who you are. Like I'm, a, I'm a person who likes to do a lot of things and you are too. And that's Okay. If, you know, if there's a return on these things for you, if they're, you know, all kind of not going anywhere and you feel exhausted all the time, like you just want to check in with how you're feeling. I mean, you're, I mean your instinct just knows so much. But if your side hustles are, you know, and I, I believe they should be, like depending on what your goals are, I'm guessing they're financial if someone has a lot of side hustles, then it's as simple as and it's surprising how many people just don't do this. Like look every month at where your money's coming from. And you might be like, that's a huge passion project that doesn't make any money, but I love it so much. So great, keep it. But maybe you have like three or four things going on and one is really like slaying. Well, if you want to scale, then just you know, like, pay attention, because it, it could, it may, you know, maybe it could even be easier than you think if you maybe just like double down a little bit on what's really working. So sometimes I think having a lot of things going on is just you know a signature of your personality, but sometimes too it can be like a bit of a lack of commitment or like maybe not spending the time like just like looking at the numbers and knowing what's gonna like work longer term. It's, there's no perfect way. I, I think that you you know our instincts know. But also, you want to be, like, depending on what your goals are, if they're financially, you want to know practically what's working. But to give us, you know, self, you know, permission and space to play around, because uh, you will get there. If you kind of, like, consider all these different elements, you will get there. There's so much potential. Michaela Lewis Side Hustles now. I mean, more than ever, I just, I see people, like, really, like, nailing it in really, like, weird and wonderful niches. So there's a lot of opportunity, which is such a good thing. You just kind of want to find the right opportunities for you, I think
0: and i like how you described to look at it maybe more objectively and f- from maybe a financial standpoint and take a look at okay well real- realistically how much time is this taking out of my week versus the return mm-hmm. either emotional return or financial return and i think um categorizing it like that is a really good way to prioritize yeah it and like look
1: that. you always have a pleasure return too like sometimes you can just love something and then, you know, like I have a friend who loves, loves, loves having a YouTube channel. It doesn't have a return yet, but that's a longer term play. Like YouTube just is. That's cool. But it's like, okay, well, you know, what income streams, like what do they make? You know, like, you know, one to seven every month. And you, sometimes just doing these exercises, I don't know why we avoid it but we do, don't we? We're like, I don't know. Like I, I have a feeling that this works or I have a feeling. We don't <laughs> want to know the truth. <laughs> I know. And you feel like, wow, that, like that, that project that I keep emailing about and, you know, you know, you're uh, doing social media posts for that drives like, you know, less than a thousand bucks a month. Like that's not worth it anymore. Maybe. Right. Right
0: so as you were talking, I was thinking of something else that comes up a lot. It comes up for me and I'm, I'm certain from talking with others, it comes up for a lot of people, which is getting your work. Uh-huh. How, um, you know, how do you encourage people to, uh, really put the value on what they're doing? I know I devalue what I'm doing. Uh-huh. A lot, it's very common. I don't, yeah, so, so how do you encourage people to deal with that in a positive I way? I
1: think it's great to have some role models and some people in your life actually who are rich. Like it's, <laughs> uh, it's uh, I think it's very healthy to read autobiographies of very successful people. And I think it's great to have people in your circle who are far wealthier than you because it does open you up and I come from a poor family and so my family has a lot of money issues and just a lot of mindset stuff like that whenever I'm back with my family I have to be very conscious of my own thinking um so but I'm very intentional about the friendships that I have and the people that I have in my life because I want like I want to have You know, I want to be inspired. I want, you know, my mind to just always be opening up and seeing things in a new way. I don't want to be around like people who only have small dreams, right? And sometimes when when you're around people who have very lofty dreams, it does unlock something within you. It's almost like a bit of a permission thing that happens. So I think if you can focus on having and they don't even have to be in your physical life like there are so many different ways to connect you know online with all sorts of different people and look i've invested money in masterminds which are expensive but i've they've had such a return for me because of just like the thinking like how my thinking shifts americans love this expression level up <laughs> like that's used a lot level oh, up yeah. um i mean whatever whatever that expression means to you i think that it works but it doesn't happen by accident it doesn't like just so happen that you have this perfect yeah. friendship group or this awesome role model or mentor. I think we have to be really intentional about it. Seek it out, pay for it if we can, and don't apologize for it.
0: I like that. I, I do think that sometimes we get comfortable oh, yeah. in the relationships that we have and we don't feel a need maybe to to expand our horizon in that mm-hmm. way. And, um, and I agree. I, I know that's why, you know, when I was in college, it was such a great time. Because there, everybody there was forward thinking, uh-huh. you know, everybody there was exploring what could be. And I think as we get into our later phases of life, especially when we get married and have kids, we start to mm-hmm. think, well, this is what life is, mm-hmm. rather than what am I, what am I going to make life? Yeah, because
1: it's entirely up to you. I mean, if we could just all get excited for a second about the possibilities of our lives, <laughs> like just to remember them, I mean, they are infinite, what it is we could do with our body with our, you know, with our brains, with our, like, with our contribution, like whatever it is, like, there's just so much within us that we just need to, I think, keep remembering that. And when it comes to your worth in particular, I think we need to start feeling a little bit differently about money, like talking about it, having a healthy attitude towards it. Like there's just some stuff, there's so much stuff around money, you know, like it's such a huge trigger for people. And I think that if we could just look at it in a different way, like, I like to joke, you know, money is the root of all great vacations, right? Or money, or like money (laughs) is the root of all philanthropy. Like money is the root of a lot of wonderful things. So, like, what if that's like, what if that were your your set point for for how you're thinking, you know, about what you're charging and what is it you're earning?
0: And and that's such a great point. People have such great goals that are philanthropic Mm -hmm. and things Mm -hmm. like that. And without money, those are never going to happen. So, I mean, it is the root. Mm-hmm. You're right; it absolutely mm-hmm. is. But I think there is like a stigma around talking
1: about it. Yeah, sure. and look, you don't have to give someone your W. Is it the W two? Is that the income form or the W? No, I guess you don't have to like put on. I guess You don't have to like put on your blog. I mean, some people do, and that's interesting, you know. But, but just I think one small thing that we could all do is, you know, how if somebody's Like the people who talk about health are typically um, sick, you know, like healthy people generally don't talk about health. People who talk about health. Like typically sick. It's sick people who talk about health, right? Yes. Like if there are like a bunch of healthy people, they won't just be talking about their health over lunch, right? Right. No, yes. Yeah. I think that when we talk about money, like everyone's like, this is expensive. That's, you know, often like it's the basis of conversations in a negative way. You know, like, oh, oh. true. Like, yeah. <laughs> and so like what if just like that small thing shifted like refuse to talk about money unless it's going to be in an intentional, like useful way?
0: I I love that. And I was just, I was just having this conversation with someone the other day that, um, every time I go into this certain restaurant, um, mm. and I think it's because the owner knows I'm a psychotherapist. Um, I, you know, I get a lot of the health topic, like a lot of, Oh, mm. I'm dealing with this and I'm dealing mm-hmm. with that. And I'm like, I would love to hear this language just shift a little bit and be like, today I went for a walk and it was a great day. You they know, go, Yeah. That alone can shift so much of our perception, but I've never Mm -hmm. thought about it in the context of money before.
1: Well, you'll notice now, like just, you'll just see how people talk about money and it, but it's always like with it, with an undertone of everything's expensive. So like, if you just are conscious of that and you just don't contribute to it at all, like change the subject, it's boring, you know? Um, And when you do talk about money, to talk about it maybe about in terms of your goals or in terms of like something useful that you've learned or something exciting to do with money, that's different.
0: And you know what else even I've noticed? Like if you even just think about Amazon reviews or Yelp, Mm. people are quick to do a four tap star or a five tap star and no review. But Mm -hmm. if something went wrong, Then they're quick to actually comment. (laughs) You know, nobody, rarely do people be like, oh my gosh, this was so amazing. I bet it's like 20% positive and like 80% negative.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's true. I mean, it's really, really true. And just because someone's talking about something or, you know, there's a conversation, it doesn't mean that you have to, I mean, you can direct it differently or you can just self direct. So you don't have to just like be part of something that's always happening.
0: I love that. And I'm, and I'm going to be really mindful of that. I even noticed that when I'm eating out at restaurants and people talk about the food and stuff. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be really mindful of the financial element of that, um, those conversations and how they're driven. Yeah, it's interesting. Even
1: when even I visited my sister recently, she's got two sons and her, we were in the shop and my, her, her, my nephew was like, I want this. And she said, we can't afford it. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and I don't even know if that's true because I mean, the thing is, can you afford a toy? Yes, you can. It's not a priority. Right. right. So yes. I said, I actually said to her, may I offer something? Like I observed something today. May I offer something? And she said, yes. And she's like, and I said to her, just never say I can't afford it. You say, you know, that's not important right now. Like just, just these small changes make a big difference and never say like, I just, just don't bring that language into your home. You know, like we can't oh. afford it. That you know. And so I'm mean, like, you, it, number one, it's not even true, right? The things that we say that we can't afford, um, they're just not important for us right now. Um, and also we just, just words matter, right? They, they, they're very powerful. And she said that she's never said that since. Like, those words have not come out of her mouth, like, at all ever since. And she said it's made a difference. It makes her already feel wealthier, even though nothing's really changed.
0: Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I was thinking about that. And I know when you talk about priorities, same thing. If my son asks me for something when we're out and about, I always say, well, we can take a look at what's in your piggy bank, and then we can come back and see if that's something Ah. you would still want.
1: So it
0: puts that, like, choice on him to look at his money and go, oof, do I do I want to dive in? And you know what's funny? I say that to him all the time. My kid has more money than I do. <laughs> sure. He is such a saver. Like he's like wonderful. No, I mean, he, he will wait until something is like broken and busted to go get
1: some money. <laughs> well that's also good for the environment. Like think about it right that's also very green of him. So congrats young man. <laughs> uh- <laughs> So what if somebody
0: is just, you know, feeling like, wow, I, I love all this idea, but I'm so afraid to take on a new project. I'm so afraid to take on a side hustle because I'm, I'm stretched thin or whatever other fill in the blank that they have.
1: Yeah. First of all, I'd say that's very normal. Like, that's cool. I get it. You know, life is very busy. We don't have, you know, time often. We don't feel like we have time to add a lot of things. The question I sometimes ask people when I'm working with them is, okay, Say it's five years from now, however old you are now. So maybe you'll be 45, maybe you'll be 30, maybe you'll be 70, like whatever age, like just say you don't do it and nothing happens then in five years. Cause you know, one year becomes five very quickly. And like a month, you have to just quickly just time, the time passes, right? Anyway, no matter what you do. And so I just say, you know, like, let's just future trip for a second and just say that you don't do this. Like, does it, will it matter? Mm. Like, will it matter? And You'll be surprised. People are like, well, in five years, everyone thinks, well, in five years, I'll have everything figured out. And it's like, well, that depends on what you do now. Right. It's not <laughs> just going to get, you're not just
0: going to time warp to five years and have it all done. Right.
1: Right. Even I, I was speaking, I was coaching somebody once a long time ago, and she actually wanted to drink less, less alcohol. And I was like, okay. But she's like, yeah, but I don't want to do that yet. And I'm like, okay, <sighs> well, just say nothing changes for five years. Like say five years from now, she would have been, I think, 40. And she's like, oh, God. Like I don't, I don't want to know what that will be like, you know. And so, yeah, I think just remember that you know, that tomorrow just always you know depends on what we do today, and the time will pass anyway. And the things that are very easy to do are also very easy not to do. And maybe you can just like get started with like one small step each, like each day.
0: The time will pass anyway. Yeah, That's such a good reminder.
1: The time <laughs> is going to go on, it's whether you do, do it stuff. or not. Yeah. So don't don't worry about the time involved, right? Because the time is just going to pass on by.
0: Speaking of time passing by, sometimes I get this sense that um, I've missed the window. How do you, do you oh. hear people say that? Like, it's already been done or I've missed the window or I should have done that back when blah.
1: Yeah, you know, that's an illusion. I mean, that's such an interpretation of like, whatever, like you just believe to be about something. I, I used to think that I'd say, you know, I've missed the blogging window. I needed to start in 2009 for optimal SEO. Right. And look, th- there's truth in that. It's great if you started a blog 10 years ago, but there's a Chinese proverb, right? I love it. I, I use it all the time. The Chinese proverb is the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is today. Ooh, <laughs> money. <laughs> so and, good. Yeah, and the thing is, I mean, sometimes I think that's a bit of an excuse. Right. Because it's like, oh, I'm off the hook with my blog because I kind of miss out anyway. A good an excuse is still an excuse. Ugh. and you so, know what's
0: funny I started my blog in 2008 ooh. and quit and quit in
1: 2009 oh <laughs> do you know what I, started oh. my, I started my YouTube channel like six years ago and I went like on am for a year and then nothing until like this year and I'm like <sighs> you know and because you know what I, it wasn't I wasn't getting any instant gratification wasn't getting instant sales wasn't getting all these things I get through my other channels and now I'm like Damn, I wish I kept up. But the only thing I can do is is keep recording YouTube content now. That's it.
0: So I quit my blog because other people were irritated with it.
1: Oh, that's the worst reason to do anything. I know. I've learned
0: so much in 10 years. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh Other no! People were
0: like, I don't like that you're sharing so much about life on this thing, and da da da, and so that's why I quit it. It was creating uh... a lot of stress in my family and friendships, and so I quit it. And I often wonder, like, I did that completely out of a fear-based space of feeling mm-hmm. afraid I was hurting people, and could I have stepped back and looked at my why? And Mm. maybe reframed it a little bit and kept going, and I didn't. So now Mm. I, now I'm a lot more um, conscious of my why, and um, if I'm quitting something, I'm quitting something because I've decided it's not Mm -hmm. producing um, in the way I'd like it to.
1: I'm happy that you said that, Michaela, because look, in life, if you want to do anything worthwhile, you're going to ruffle some feathers right? Like somebody is going to be upset somewhere, right? So
0: <laughs> they, true. Yeah.
1: be somebody in your home. It may be the million people out there who love to have an opinion, you know, but that's kind of, somebody left this mean comment on my YouTube saying that I look like a man, right? Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, what? that's that's not why I stopped. It, my, it was actually my laziness that stopped me, but I was like, you know what? <laughs> but I was like, you know what? That is their opinion. And you know what? I don't know if I look like a man, but if I do, that's kind of, that's, That's such a superficial comment, you know. You definitely do not look like a man as someone who (laughs)
0: has spent a lot of time with you in person recently and you don't. Well,
1: thank you. But I mean, it's just, it's no consequence to me. I mean, what, someone could say that, like, what, an airplane? Like, whatever. It's just kind of not my business. If I, you know... um, in my integrity, can just, like, speak the truth, be sensitive, right? Because a lot of, our, a lot of my stories do involve other people. Um, I'm just very sensitive about it, and I do my best. And I don't, again, I don't expect myself to be perfect. And if something happens, if someone wants to have a conversation with me about something, I will listen.
0: I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's what you can do. I will listen. I will mm-hmm. listen.
1: Yeah. But I won't listen to it. doesn't mean I'm going to do anything yeah. different. <laughs> yeah. I will listen, and I'll see how it feels. Yeah.
0: Oh. Um, so on the flip side of that, right. So the, so there's the underconfident people, but then there's, uh, in my opinion, there's the <laughs> overly confident people uh, on, you know, social media who are out there just spamming their uh, essential oil business, their um, Shakeology business, their whatever, you, you name it, you know, yeah, join yeah. my health and fitness accountability group uh, you know, whatever, get this peppermint oil and cure all of your diseases, whatever it might be. <laughs> and I love all those things, by the way, I'm not uh-huh. dogging on anybody because I know a lot of my listeners do MLM, but, right. um, you know, I think sometimes an overconfidence can look, mm-hmm. um, to me like, uh, almost
1: like, you know, like less strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, what
0: do you think about that?
1: I still think it's a real minority of people who are, overconfident. Like that's not no one's ever come to me saying I feel like I'm too overconfident or I mean sometimes um yeah you see people who are just kind of new and I guess they're figuring it out. I think that life takes care of it actually for a lot of people, you know, if they kind of really want to be gung ho without maybe doing the necessary work, without taking some necessary steps first and, you know, kind of doing all the things that you want to do it you know in your integrity as a business owner. I think just the world takes care of that. Like, as, as you know, like business, I don't want to say it's hard, but you know, it has obstacles all the time. So if I know someone who's been in business for like over five years and profitable, I already salute them. I know what's gone into that, you know? And so I don't worry about any, like if someone's like, I'm the best, I'd be like, great. Well, let's see, let's see. Like time, time reveals everything. And we, you, you you have your lessons to learn. I have mine. Let's just do either. You know, I'll do me. You do you.
0: So good. Yeah, so <laughs> that's true. what
1: I think. And I do think
0: the world takes care of itself in that way for sure.
1: Well, um, if you just if you look around in any industry or in in any landscape, like who was active five years ago, and who's active now? Like who's like stood the test of just like you know time change challenges, competition market changes, algorithm. I mean, all these things that you have, you have to always be like so adaptable. Right. And so problem solving focused, and, and if you
0: also stay the course, it's, yes. it's interesting dynamic, like be willing to be permeable and adjust and make changes, but then don't lose sight. My, my right. PR agent actually told me, um, this was a while ago and I loved it. She said, this isn't a sprint. This is a marathon. Yeah. And so, you know, we're, um, we're not looking at immediate. We're looking at building kind of a brand over time. And I love that. I love that idea mm-hmm. for anybody in any business, right? You're, you're, not, you're not looking to do this for six months or a year. You're looking to have sustainability. And I mm-hmm. love that.
1: Exactly. And I think that that's a question that I'm happy that me, so my husband and I work together we asked ourselves and he's I, also
0: amazing by uh, the way
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you i think he's pretty fantastic you but guys we, are a killer team you really <laughs> are. I, I think the same of you and your husband look at us just climbing <laughs> rocks and doing doing cool shit um, but we but we think about like long term like is this because you know what there are plenty of things you can do quickly to make money right yes. so there are lots of like shortcuts if you just if you want to go for it, you know? So we have a a longer game point of view. And even when sometimes you see other people making money all around you doing, you know, selling things and I'm like, okay, that's cool. That's not us though. Like knowing who you are will really, I think, give you a lot of peace. Mm. And then I
0: do think that's, and that's exactly what this podcast is all about. Being you,
1: right? Mm -hmm. Finding
0: you. Uh-huh. Um, so rec- so I recently talked on the podcast, the one that's coming out tomorrow, which will be last week when this one airs, uh-huh. uh, about you actually. And, um, um, yeah. And our whole like rock climbing adventure uh-huh. and all of that. And this was before I knew that you were a confidence expert. Like I did not even, <laughs> until, I t- until I connected with you on Instagram, like after the retreat was over and I'm like holy moly. She's, I mean, here, she's doing all this and this is incredible. And, um, I just love that you are so exactly in person, um, what you are on your social media, like, and everything oh. that I've read about you to prepare for this since then, it's just like, oh man, this is so in alignment with everything that you are. Oh. Um, but and are what not you... really talking about. Oh yeah.
1: Oh goodness. no, sorry. Go, go, go. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, gonna go, i was yeah. just going <laughs> to say
0: <laughs> and what I talked about was courage in community and um, how people can be so much more courageous um, when when they 're supported mm-hmm. and I was curious how how can people how do you think people can have more confidence and be more courageous when they 're trying new things and i 'm asking you to share this with the listeners because I have my perception from being with you of mm. what you might say but I really want um, you to share because I feel so inspired.
1: Oh, this was actually what I was just about to say. I mean, look, Michaela, I, I'm no rock climber. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that was so <laughs> left field for both of us. I mean, to do that. And that's why, yeah. I, that's why I chose it because I knew that I, I, I wasn't going to be good at it. It wasn't going to be like this natural strength and it was completely uncomfortable. If we just so did true. one crazy thing like a year like that, you would have the most interesting life. You know, and by the way, you're the best cheerleader. You're such a supportive person, which is so wonderful. Like you really are cheerleading material. But I mean, the one thing that I say, you know, how do you build confidence? Great question. It's not how we think, right? Being com- you know, Confident people aren't just good at things, right? It's not like, oh yeah, when I'm good at all these things, I'll feel really confident. Confidence is being okay if you're not good at something and just feeling all right anyway. Mm. But being able to, like, fail at something, not be the best at something, have something go, you know, a little bit, you know, um, unexpectedly, and still being okay, being willing to experience that negative emotion, knowing it's temporary, and moving forward anyway. Uh, that, that, I... that is what confident a confident person will deal with any stuff that happens, it won't destroy them, and they will still continue to go. That's it. It's as simple as that. I love it.
0: I love it. And you know, this is so I propose, my eight year old. He's at this really interesting time. I've decided it's probably my least favorite age only because <laughs> of everything from everyone around him. Like, um, this is the age where they start doing the so-and-sos from ours to get more, blah, blah, blah. You know, they start right. doing that kind of, Oh, I hate it. Hate this stuff. Mm-hmm. So this has been a really challenging age for me to like, just be present with him and not insert my emotional opinion on what he's, dealing with and going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he, a lot of times will say, I can't do that cause I'm not good at it. Mm. And so, um, when you said, you know, it's to, it's to be okay. If you're not great at something and move forward anyway, I'm that's just, so I'm going to have this, I'm going to work with him on this because I love this idea that, um, you know, there's no, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be, uh, you can suck.
1: You don't, okay? yeah, you don't even have to be decent at something. You can be really bad at it. And congratulations. You know what? In fact, whenever, so I was coaching a CEO recently and she was, she had to let somebody in her team go. And it was the first time that she was doing it. And she was like, really, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a hard thing to do. And so we, we kind of, you know, prepared her for it and she had everything, you know, organized. And so she let the fast and go. And I said, how do, you know, how, do you, how do you feel? And she's like, I don't think it went well. I, I didn't feel like, you know, I, I, I could have done better. Like, da 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 And I said, yeah, but you did it. Like, doesn't matter what the outcome is, right? Well, the outcome is well, she's gone no matter what, right? That was kind of what the goal was. She was taken care of, like in in the, the coolest, kindest way, because the CEO is very nice and very generous. But I was like, okay, whatever you think, whatever small things you're like replaying in your mind that you would have done differently, doesn't matter. You did it high five. High freaking five. Well, and
0: and and you know, anytime mm-hmm. something like that has happened where mm-hmm. I've failed, it's it's made room. Yep. Yeah. And I say failed using that term, you know, but it's made room for something else. And what I love about any failures is they just become mm-hmm. a, a jingle block on the stack of things that I take mm-hmm. with me into the next thing.
1: So, so it's, it's really true. never it's, a failure. It, a failure is such know? an interpretation. And I think like, uh, this is why I love the book Grit. And I think it's really a great book. So parents. Yeah yeah yes, and, and when like she Duck studies works. all these oh, people so succeeding good. in like what well, as a so navy seal as a salesperson as a high school teacher in a really rough neighborhood right it's like it's just the grit it's like i'm just gonna keep going i'm just gonna keep going i'm just gonna keep going like
0: <laughs> yes grit i i use this term a lot with tucker my son i often say yeah grit, and and then also I, you know, know like...
1: I'm <laughs> what again this is where when we lose the need to be perfect i swear the world belongs to you right it's like i i have this joke sometimes that i tell people i'm like if aliens came onto our planet right now right and observed us as humans say a human who's never done anything before yet they expect themselves to be completely perfect the first time the aliens would be like the world's gone mad this is a crazy planet like these people are they, these people are out of their minds like they've never done anything and they expect to be perfect like straight out of the gate yeah we'll come back to this weird planet you know what like where did we ever get that idea like do why did we get that idea worthiness right but if we can just accept that we're worthy whether we like it or not right just whether you like it or not no matter what you do no matter what you have or haven't done you're worthy that is undeletable then I think this also becomes a lot easier too <sighs>
0: so true um and, you know, and circling back on the whole, yeah, party, so it totally was a first for, for, for many of us and definitely you and I, um, I felt a sense of accomplishment just by putting on the stuff
1: and, and you went all the way to the step. top girlfriend, you know, it you got... were like, you totally slayed it. I can't believe it. I know. It. And look, you were amazing. And like, what else it. could you be good at if you get, give yourself a chance, you know? And also what else could you not be good at too? That would be fun also. <laughs> right? Yes. Yes. Well, and
0: just the art of trying for me felt like, you know, with a fear yeah. of heights like I have and stuff like that, the fear, you know, to trust mm-hmm. the belay person. And let's face it, there were a lot of experienced mm-hmm. climbers. including <laughs> Yes. A renowned climber there, you know, that anxiety of like, Oh, gosh, mm-hmm. everyone can watch me fail, you know. Um, but there was just a sense of glorification just from getting mm-hmm. on the wall at all and I think that that um really built up my confidence just that if I'd stopped right there it probably would have still felt um, yeah, and I like we should deprive ourselves like of that
1: right like we're really depriving ourselves a lot of the time when we're letting our fear and make our decisions like think of just how big your world gets when you're constantly expanding your compass zone just a little bit at a time your world becomes really really big and I think a lot of us have very small worlds and we don't realize it when there's just a whole lot that's just waiting for us. It's like right in front of us.
0: I, I hear so many people in my psychotherapy mm. practice every week that are full of excuses. They're full of the reasons why they cannot. Yeah. And I, I try to encourage them and say, um, if we were to sh- switch up that language a little bit and mm-hmm. make it an I can statement, how would that change your life? You know, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, it's just like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't even think about that. That if I could tell my spouse this thing that's been bothering it, me or whatever. Yeah, it's, um, it's
1: everything, right? That Michaela, kind of is like, oh, go I ahead. Mean, I didn't have PG or how PG this is, this podcast, But I mean, it's, I mean, it's asking for what you want in your relationship in every department. You know, it's like having, like, yeah, sure, going rock climbing. That's definitely on the more kind of extreme side, right? And it's very Instagrammable. Like, what about um, if you haven't driven in a couple of years? Like, you know, taking a short drive. These small things. Like, if we keep conquering them, we become the opposite of that flaky friend. We become that admirable friend, right? Right, where we're like, oh man, I just want to be like her. <laughs> you become that person for yourself.
0: Yes. So true. It's so true. Uh, so, how can people be? More confident to be who they are and authentic to themselves in their relationships. What are some small steps they could take if they've been living kind of authentically, mm-hmm. maybe within the shadow? Mm-hmm. Of the I would say the
1: first thing, and this—I mean, this can be a lifelong practice. It doesn't happen overnight, but I think just understanding your inherent worthiness, like you deserve to be here. We didn't ask to be here, right, Michaela? Like, and yet we're here on this earth at this time, right now. Sometimes I even just like to. You know, have people think about all the things that had to happen for them to be here, like how their parents met, how their their parents had to meet, mm-hmm. like all, all of these miracles that had to happen like mm-hmm. for you to be here. I think that once we have a, a healthy, like a healthy, sincere self-esteem based on real worthiness, not like quick hits of worthiness, you know, which are external but just kind of having a piece that you deserve to be here and you deserve to be happy and you deserve to have all the things that you want to be doing, have them all. If you just kind of work on that, everything becomes easier. But then just being that, like, just like Mm. constantly thinking again, like flaky friend or, you know, awesome, admirable friend, like I want to be that person. Just how can you be that, that person for yourself in small ways? Like, for example, I just, I know someone doing this recently. She just wants to, she realized that she's spending like 95 minutes a day on Instagram such a lot of time right she could learn a whole language and be fluent in two months <laughs> you know so I'm like what could when you put it like that yeah <laughs> like what speaking French. I'm, I mean truly and that would that would be wonderful like imagine, what, which one of your cool friends is really fluent in a language you know but it, it's like if if we just maybe did just did something differently like cut something back that isn't making us feel good, and then, you know, inserting something that makes us feel uncomfortable. Just 20 minutes a day, whatever it is. Sometimes for people that's, you know, Mm -hmm. talking to strangers, and I don't mean in an unsafe way to get yourself, you know, (laughs) like stabbed, But I mean, you know, know, reaching out, like doing these things that feel a bit like, oh, don't know if I can, you can, it's all going to be fine. And just taking like small, and there's one thing that I do, which is like, sounds a little bit weird, but I always like to make myself feel a little bit uncomfortable. And so I ask for discounts where I know they'll say no, Mm. I know they'll say no. (laughs) And I do this bar (laughs) class that, and. Everyone just like kind of lies down and stretches until the teacher comes in and everyone stands up. I just stand up like the whole 10 minutes before the, the before the class starts because it's uncomfortable. <laughs> Why not? You know? <laughs> I love
0: that. Well, there's so much growth in yes. that space of uncomfortability. Yeah. And you can start growth. to have fun with it. And then the
1: things that used to make you uncomfortable don't anymore. And then you'll need bigger and bigger things. And then you might end up on the top of a rock somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> like you, Michaela. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I know, no pressure. Low, no pressure. Um,
0: but I love what yes. he said to you. He said it took a lifetime of practice. I loved I loved when he said that. It was, it really, because, you know, he dances on that one Yeah, wall. it's, it's like true. It's
1: motion. absolutely true. <laughs> but he says that he pushes himself every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And he probably doesn't feel very confident at, mm-hmm. you know, at certain times either. It's,
1: you know, yeah. he doesn't and that's why anyway. I love better, that. So.
0: so as the world is getting bigger and our connection is getting mm. larger, people are feeling smaller. They're feeling less important. Um, how do you, how do you encourage people to feel confident when, you know, oh, well, like we just see everyone's successes kind of you all and, the time and
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, and, and, you know, it just feels like, man, I'm so small. Mm-hmm. I'm not there yet. I'm not, um, you know, Alex Honnold, or I'm not Ricky right. Hollis.
1: I'm not, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's know, more Susie like Moore. it. Yeah, <laughs> um, Well, I think, this is what I think. It's great because people are showing us what's possible all the time, right? Like, that's why I think jealousy can be a very mm. useful emotion or, like, pangs of envy. If you like, it, it could be a great, um, it could be, like, a great indication of maybe what you could be doing right or like what could be next for you or you know pay, I feel like you know sometimes envy if it's sustained is like showing you something It's was like what is it that you want that somebody else might have great because it's also it's it's never the truth that you think where someone has something and that's not available to you right like it's available to all of us because we're all on the mm. same planet here together right with all the same limitations so it's just like I I think it's a. I think it's a great. Like, I refuse to see people who are like further ahead than me at my age. Would be like, damn it, like I'm so behind. I mean, I, I've had, I have had those feelings, and I've worked on them a lot. But kind of what I've done is, I've actually become friends with a lot of those people. You know, and they just open that. me up. They just open me up all the time, and that's that's how I choose to think about it. Now it's very conscious, but I'm like, great, look at what's possible. Look at that, look at that, what that person's doing. Look at how many books that person's selling. Look at you know what this person's charging for a talk, like whatever it may be. Oh, great. All examples of what of what we could all do, and what's possible for any of us.
0: One of my favorite things when I first connected with you on Instagram, which again I was so like, oh my gosh, i <laughs> so blown away, was um that you had a quote that said, um and i'm gonna i'm gonna hash it up but it oh, basically yeah. said i'm not worried about the chapter because i'm writing the story or something oh, like that oh yeah, yeah, yeah i don't remember exactly <laughs> but it was so eloquent and so beautiful and i was like um so enamored with just your insight on on all of the stuff that we just talked about you really are such an incredible person, such an incredible spirit.
1: Oh, thank you, Michaela. Right back at you, sister. <laughs> I could talk all day I, with you.
0: I loved our time together and I'm and I'm so thankful you're willing to come on the podcast and talk about all these things because these are so uh timely and um and it's so you know ties in so well with the BU Find Happy concepts. I just love our conversation today.
1: Me too you're creating something really wonderful here. Thank you thank you so much for letting me be part of it. It's just the start of our journey. Yay! I love it. I love it.
0: I'm going to have to come out to New York and, and do some of these fun things. I see you and Keith doing. Oh, we're
1: doing all the fun things. <laughs> so much fun things. Thank you um, so much, Michaela. Thank you for, for being here today
0: and we'll be in touch soon. So much love. Bye. Bye-bye. This has been a BU Find Happy podcast. For more inspiration, check out the links.